Nine national forests are set to close in the West due to wildfire concerns. Labor Day weekend is shaping up to be busier than the 4th of July and Memorial Day at campgrounds. No more ladders on most RVs due to a change in manufacturing standards. A new RV manufacturer is coming to Elkhart, while one of the biggest makes solar packages standard. And Camping World is set to debut Electric World in Salt Lake City, along with big changes to its nationwide chain of retail stores. It's time for the latest in RV and camping news. Did you miss me? We took a week off of our news roundups last week as we were visiting the RV capital of the world, Elkhart, Indiana, where 80% of all RVs are manufactured. We picked up our new Sabre fifth wheel, took several factory tours, had lots of meetings, and learned a thing or two to share with you. The first being that the RV industry has learned from the parts and material shortages that have plagued manufacturing over the past year and a half. Most manufacturers, I'm told, keep parts in storage for about three model years. So if you need a replacement, you can give them a call and order a new trim piece or a sink. Throughout the pandemic, they've had to cannibalize some of that supply, but more importantly, they want to be prepared for future supply chain interruptions. Most manufacturers I've talked to have plans to vastly increase their storage facilities in order to keep more parts, supplies, and components on hand. Heartland, for example, has a massive new warehouse to make sure things keep running when supply chain hiccups occur. The second bit of info I want to share with you is about ladders don't expect to see them on many 2022 RVs and beyond. RV manufacturers all adhere to a common construction standard, and an update to the standard is requiring RV ladder connections to be tested to hold much more weight than before, which would require re-engineering the rear walls of most RVs. Most manufacturers aren't going to find that expense worth it, so you're going to see very few ladders going forward. This episode is sponsored by the Togo RV app, and one of my favorite features of the app is the checklist made by professionals that you can edit yourself. As we navigate through figuring out our first fifth wheel, I can use the RV hitching checklist to help make sure to remember all the things I'm supposed to do, and I can add my own steps so that I make sure to buckle down my tonneau cover, for instance. You can also start your own checklist from scratch. The app is free, but a $39 per year Togo RV Plus membership gives you RV-specific route navigation, the R-Village social network, overnightrvparking.com, and Road Trippers Plus memberships, along with a whole host of discounts on products like tires and lithium batteries. You can get $10 off with the code RVMILES10X, which I'll also put in the description below. The story of the summer in much of the West right now isn't the once-in-a-lifetime pandemic. It's the once-in-a-lifetime drought. For the first time ever, the federal government has declared a water shortage on the Colorado River, forcing cutbacks to water allocations in western states that will begin in the next several months. A quarter of the counties in western states are experiencing what's called exceptional drought. It's the actual technical term for it, according to the National Drought Mitigation Center. Along with some of the central plain states, Private wells are running dry in some California areas, and campgrounds aren't immune. 
the dry conditions are a major cause of the massive wildfires that are plaguing California this year and other states. And now the U.S. Forest Service has announced that beginning Sunday, it will close nine national forests from near Lake Tahoe at the Nevada border all the way west to Six Rivers National Forest, which stretches north to the Oregon border and contains more than one million acres of land all by itself. The El Dorado National Forest already had been closed because of the Caldor Fire, which raised the Sierra Nevada town of Grizzly Flats this week. It's burned well over 100 square miles of land and is entirely uncontained after growing tenfold in two days. It continues to be a record-breaking camping season across the country, and it's far from over. KOA's monthly research report says that 28.46 million households across North America plan to camp over the Labor Day holiday weekend, which is a 60% increase over Memorial Day weekend and 44% more than Independence Day. About one-fourth will camp over the long weekend only, one in five plan to add one or two additional days around the holiday, and 12% plan to camp the entire week. The busy season has brought lots of changes to national parks that we've talked about over the course of the last several months, and a new change at Zion will have hikers planning to take the popular Angels Landing Trail, getting a timed permit. Beginning in January, Angels Landing will have a lottery system similar to Yosemite's Half Dome. The park estimates that during the peak season, up to 2,000 hikers per day take the hike. There's little room at the top and hikers going up and down must navigate the same chains and steep drops passing around each other. 13 people have died on Angels Landing since the turn of the century. Across the National Park Service's 400 plus facilities, visitors will now see signs prompting them to don masks once again as the Delta variant of COVID-19 spreads. The agency is requiring that visitors wear masks in all buildings and outdoor areas that are busy. RV manufacturers are keenly aware of the changes to the way people camp that have been brought about by the pandemic. This first showed itself with last year's model change that offered many different office workspace floor plans and flex rooms. There's much more of that coming, but this year we're seeing more of a focus on boondocking as customers demand more ability to get away from the busy commercial campgrounds. Keystone, one of the largest travel trailer and fifth wheel manufacturers, has announced that every single unit it sells, including entry-level budget models, will come stock from the factory with at least 200 watts of solar. Plenty of manufacturers offer solar, but this is a well-thought-out manufacturing focus that will allow owners to expand their solar package up to 1,200 watts of solar and over 1,000 amp-hours of lithium batteries, parts that Keystone dealers can stock and install. Speaking of electric, Camping World is set to preview its new Electric World concept store in Salt Lake City, September 15th. No word on what the heck will be there, but the company was supposed to be working on an electric motorhome with Lordstown Motors and becoming a service center for Lordstown Trucks. But those companies have put those plans on hold while Lordstown works to get its trucks ready for market. That had me assuming that the previously announced Electric World wouldn't be happening anytime soon but it is. We'll see what Camping World CEO Marcus Limonis has up his sleeve in a few weeks. Camping World separately announced a new focus for its retail locations, Home on Wheels Improvement. Camping World tested design, DIY, and renovation centers at seven locations earlier this year, and based on the results, they're expanding the concept nationwide. 
Camping World stores will be removing low-performing items from their shelves to make way for RV bath and kitchen fixtures, flooring, furniture, mattresses, cabinets, countertops, lighting, bedding, appliances, and more. Also, in case you care, Marcus Limonis has bought the Let's Make a Deal franchise. An interesting bit of information I thought a lot of you might like to hear. A new RV manufacturer is set to begin production in Elkhart this fall. Ember Recreational Vehicles is founded by Ashley Bontrager Lehman, whose grandparents were the founders of Jayco. We shared the news of Ember earlier this year, and in the meantime, the company has been operating out of an 18,000 square foot warehouse to build prototypes. By the end of September, though, they'll have opened a $4 million, 88,000 square foot facility on 15 acres in Bristol, Indiana. I suspect this isn't the only new RV manufacturer we'll be hearing about by year's end. Finally, it's not often that we get to praise road construction, but a minor miracle was just performed on I-70 near Glenwood Springs in Colorado. Back on July 29th, unprecedented monsoonal rains showered between two to four inches in about an hour throughout Glenwood Canyon, causing substantial debris flows that washed out the highway. A surge of heavy mud, rock, and loose earth trapped more than 100 motorists. More rain and mudslides followed. The significance of the damage cannot be overstated, but after round-the-clock workdays, CDOT crews successfully reopened I-70 in just 16 days. It's one lane only each way with a 35 mile per hour speed limit, but still it's a major win for the region, which saw a 50% decrease in lodging reservations and was cut off from deliveries of supplies like fuel for gas stations and food for restaurants and grocery stores. Grateful residents even posted thank you signs for workers. The stretch of highway is said to need $50 million of repairs and upgrades and work will continue through Thanksgiving. That's it for this week's RV and camping news brief. Join us here each and every weekend for all the latest. See you next time. That's it for this week's RV and camping news. Please hit the subscribe button if you want more of these. And remember, likes are free and they help a lot. Here's last week's news video if you missed it. And here's a great video that you haven't checked out yet. The continuing and growing municipal pushback on development of new campgrounds is unsettling. The RV industry needs to step up its lobbying game. Thanks a lot, Will, and I can't agree more. The RV industry needs to get more involved in getting some of these campgrounds approved. We'll see you next time.